0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
1: per order. Additional terms apply. Durant for three. It's good. Kevin Durant from downtown. And Golden State takes the lead. Oh, yeah. Mike Breen, ABC there. Kevin Durant making the right decision, obviously, even though I wasn't a fan of the move in any way, shape, or form. But he did end up winning a championship, and he ended up being the reason why the Golden State Warriors thumped the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA finals. Kevin Durant, though, taking a significant pay cut to stay with the Golden State Warriors. Is this a good thing for sports? Star athletes, you know, basically prioritizing winning over money. I like the idea in principle. I really do. At the same time, you're only you're not going to be able to get away from these super teams. And I think that's the unfortunate reality when, you know, you have teams in, you know, Milwaukee or Orlando or here in Detroit, they're looking for a star. They want that superstar. No shot, you know, at getting into that atmosphere, that stratosphere, I guess, if you will. I think that's the unfortunate reality that we're going to see. But, you know, it also brings up the question as to, you know, does it kind of, you know make you wonder if matthew stafford should be somebody that considers taking a pay cut you know not a pay cut but not the most in nfl history like is this something that you should expect from some of these star athletes like they're paid so much money they're they're paid hand over fist they're okay so for these guys you know to negotiate these deals have their agents negotiate these deals and try to literally get every single dollar out of it Instead of potentially, you know, being more cap friendly, coming to an agreement on a good deal, and being like, "Hey, you know what? Go get me an offensive tackle." Hey, go get me a wide receiver. Like, I think teams would be better off if some players did end up doing that. Like, it would be good for a fan base. But if you want to hit on that, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. The Stafford stuff still out there for you as well. Uh, Matthew Stafford on the rise, according to Jim Caldwell. Do you buy that? Do you think the best is yet to come? That there is still more untapped potential, or do you think he's kind of plateaued at this point? Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Now, I do have to get to this because some more NBA news, and I know you guys are all big fans of the NBA. Carmelo Anthony and the New York Knicks. I want to make sure this is the right Sports Center. I just want to be completely uh, safe here because sometimes you can get tricked. And sometimes you end up coming off looking silly. I believe Carmelo Anthony has reached a buyout agreement with the Knicks, if I'm not mistaken, and could potentially be headed to Cleveland. So that to me, like another exciting thing for the NBA. And I think that it would actually upgrade the Cavs, especially, I mean, I don't know if Kevin, if Carmelo Anthony is going to come off the bench. I don't know how that's necessarily going to work. But at the very least, Cleveland is loading up for one more season to try and attack the Golden State Warriors. That'll be a fun team to watch. Bunch of ticket texts here at 97136, though. Yes, Stafford is on the rise and can get a lot better now that they have a good young offensive line. Decker is a beast. Great show, guys. That's from Jerome and Taylor. Well, Decker's got to be back and healthy and the same guy at the end of the season you know, as he was last year. If Decker doesn't come back at all, They're going to have major issues. And, uh, you know, I understand that the Lions went out there and tried to find a couple of guys to replace Taylor Decker for half the season at you know left tackle. I think that's going to end up being a huge, huge mistake. I I think they need to put Rick Wagner at left tackle. Put him next to Graham Glasgow, kind of even out the offensive line. Left tackle is way more important than right tackle. And I get that Rick Wagner isn't necessarily you know, a perfect, you know, left tackle, but for half a season, I got to believe a veteran guy like that would 100% be able to for eight games. It's not like you're asking him to do it the entire season, but I'd be more worried about Matthew Stafford's back end, his blind side. than I would be about the right tackle spot. Like I think right tackle can be your revolving door, but if you're going to have ongoing competition and you're going to have guys battling it out at left tackle, the entire season, I don't think you're going to have a whole lot of success. That could be a major, major issue. Uh, another one in night set one three six from Amir. In my opinion, Durant knows he will be a billionaire off the court, and just said, "Let me win and make my legacy be legendary." He's a rare breed and very strategic. Yeah, and look, I think it's great. I mean, honestly, like you see some of these guys that just like Kyle Lowry just signed in Toronto, three years, hundred million dollars, right? He just got his money. I mean, I get, you know what? Do you make as much money as humanly possible while you're actually playing because you do have to retire and you got a long you know, life ahead of you. At the same time, there are guys out there that just take the money knowing that they're never going to win anything. Knowing that they'll never contend that nothing is going to come of it other than they're going to have an excellent bank account and live a tremendous life. Like if it were me, my goodness. Yeah, you make $20 million a year. What's the difference between 20 and 25 at that point? I'd rather be on a good team for my own sanity. You saw just a couple of years ago, David West. I believe he was making $12 million a year. He took like $9 million less to go play with the Spurs to try and win a title. He got like a veterans, you know, the mid-level exception. I mean, there are guys that do it. It's just, we don't usually see stars do it. Like, LeBron James is going to try and get as much money as humanly possible. The thing is, LeBron James is good enough that he's going to be contending no matter where he goes or who he's playing with. But, I mean, I would love to see it more. I think it's good. I think it's unselfish. You know, Tom Brady is one of the only ones that really restructures in attempts, you know, to try to... Help the team and help the salary cap. Here's one from Karen in South Lion. Hey, Bogey, why not take a pay cut? He's for the team. He's not greedy. No, oh, and I totally understand that. And I think a lot of people will look at Kevin Durant and go, wow, very mature guy. Just like some people will on the other side be like, wow, Kevin Durant, what an idiot. Walking away from basically $10 million. <laughs> I mean, it goes both ways. It does. But if you're somebody out there that, you know, makes. $30,000 a year, you work your ass off for it. You probably actually, you know, look at a guy like Kevin Durant and go, wow, that's real. That's cool. Taking less. And as Ken Holland said, sometimes less is more. One more real quick at 97136, Sean in Chesterfield. Not a single reason why Stafford gives a home ca- hometown discount get paid. And look, he probably will. But it's also been proven that there are other stars out there that are willing to take a pay cut in order to benefit the team, in order to make the team better and go for it. Just saying, I think a lot of Lions fans, like, Matthew Stafford would endear himself to Lions fans if he did that. Not saying it's right, not saying he has to, but I think a lot of fans would be very, very pleased with that. Let's talk to Tim in Clarkston. You're on 97. we'll The Ticket. Hey, Timmy.
0: Hey, Kyle. How are you doing? Enjoying the show?
1: Good. Yes, sir. Absolutely. How's the uh, holiday weekend going?
0: Good, good. Very nice with the family. And, I, you know, I had a question for you that's not really address that much about Stafford, and that's whether or not the opinion is, uh, whether he's a leader or not, you know, a good leader, an average, or a below-average leader, you know, I I often think back to, I think it was 2008 when he was at Georgia, and had uh, A.J. Green and Sean Marino, among other weapons in his arsenal, and they were picked for number one in the country, didn't even win the SEC East, you probably remember that, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, obviously he's really talented, he's really tough, you know, no question about his toughness and durability. But a lot of times, like Bob Quinn and exiting players talk about, you know, we need more leadership in the locker room. We want to increase our leadership in the locker room. I think it's a bit of a mystery to fans out here as to, you know, despite his toughness and his talent, whether Matthew Stafford is perceived as a good leader or not, because there's not a lot of evidence so far (laughs) other than some come-from-behind you know, individual game victories, that he's really a great leader. And I, I wondered what your gut feeling on that was.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you see it, and it comes and goes, though. You know, like right. I, I mentioned earlier, you know, in that that first game of the season against the Colts, I think it was Marvin Jones and Eric Ebron had a mishap, too, and Stafford was in their face. Like, right on them. It, the, the Chicago Bears game, when they fell to 1-3 and three and they lost in Chicago, all over right. Golden Tate, they had words, you know, like, I want to see more of that. I mean, I think it's, it's in him and I think he's capable of it. I think he's got that attitude, but I feel like it's not there all the time. And I wish that, I wish he was a little bit more like Phillip rivers in that sense, a little bit more of a red ass. I really do.
0: Yeah. And you know, I, I wonder Kyle, like, you know, does he lead by example? Like, you know how, like, uh, Tom Brady and um, uh, Peyton Manning particularly, and you could throw Michael Jordan in there, are sort of, like, obsessed with greatness, yeah. you know? And they're always in the facility, and they're always studying film. What can I do to be better? And I'm not sure that Stafford is like that. And you're you're more on the inside. Do you think he's like that?
1: I don't think he's as intense as Tom Brady. I think he's he, he works very hard. I don't think there's any issue there. You know, like he's at the Lions practice facility all the time. He's here full time, constantly working out. You know, he's doing, you know, traveling around with his receivers at times in the offseason, working with them. You know, Matthew Stafford's there. He's a consummate professional. I think he's absolutely involved, you know, in in the playbook in learning and watching film. I don't think there's any concern there. But, you know, as far as being as life and death almost like Tom Brady is, I don't think it's to that extent, if that makes sense. 97 on the ticket